The Sons of Liberty is a politically neutral organization. We believe that the Judeo-Christian ethic has provided the principles upon which this nation was founded. It is our belief that these principles provide not only the foundation and framework for American government and society, but are also essential to the maintenance of a fair and just society. All program content is based on a Christian biblical worldview. One of you said to me recently that we shouldn't rock the boat. Well, ladies and gentlemen, I want to tell you that I am a boat rocker. Okay, <laughs> golly. All right, um, make sure my setting is correct here because I just changed something. Don't want to mess you guys up listening. I apologize. I'm going to tell you about all my adventures here shortly. <laughs> Good morning, America. Welcome Christians, conservatives, constitutionalists, liberals, libertarians, communists, Islamists, LGBTQ, RSTUV, WXYZ people, all the boat rockers who are in the house. And anybody else I may have missed to the Sons of Liberty radio show here on Red State Talk Radio, where we use the Bible and the Constitution not to see who's on the right or the left, but who is on the straight and narrow. I'm your host, Tim Brown, coming to you live from the U.S. occupied state of South Carolina, the editor at SonsofLibertyMedia.com. And for our Muslim friends, I'm the infidel that Allah warns you about. I hold to the book, the Bible, as the authoritative word of God. Glad that you guys have joined us here this morning, if you would like to check us out online, please do so. SonsofLibertyRadio.com and SonsofLibertyMedia.com. In fact, if you head over to SonsofLibertyMedia.com right now, scroll down right on the right side of the page, and we are going live on the right side of the page. Okay. Now listen, I'll tell you in a minute about my little fiasco, and then we'll get into the my fiasco this week, and then we'll get into um, <clears throat> our main topic. But if you don't if you don't see me somewhere, if you don't see Bradley somewhere, you come to Sons of Liberty Media, right? Now, last week, I didn't get to do video, but the radio portion was right here, where it says the 6 to 7 a.m. Eastern Sons of Liberty radio show, okay? Bradley's is here, always. That's where we'll be, one way or the other. And um, so head over there if you want to watch the video portion of the radio show. If you're using a mobile device, if you happen to have Google Chrome, you can go there, and the, the mobile side will not show you this right side, this sidebar. But if you click on the little settings thing, I think it's like in the top right, you can go to desktop site, and you'll see it just like that, and you can pull the video up if that's what you want to do on the mobile devices, okay? Because I know sometimes that's a problem. But on desktop, this should work just fine. You can do that. While you're there, please sign up for our email list. It's right above the videos there. We don't rent your email. We don't spam you. We don't sell your email. You get one email a day. It's the articles that we have from Mia Bradley and our contributors at Sons of Liberty Media, and that's a way you can help support us as well as listening and um, financial contributions, because we do have needs, folks. We just let you know we have needs. We trust the Lord to move on the people's hearts who have the ability to meet those needs. So if you do, if you want to help us, go to sonsoflibertymedia.com. There's a donate button right at the top of the page. 
or you can become a partner with us, a son or daughter of liberty, as we refer to those who support us monthly. There's a button for that also on the top. And then our store is there if you want to pick up our T-shirts, our hats, coffee mugs, water bottles, things of that nature that help us out. Uh, and also give you some great conversation starters as well. All right, real quickly, before I get into um, the topic at hand, because it is a topic that needs to be expressed. By the way, the reason (laughs) we didn't have any sound, I took all my stuff, okay? Um, My wife and I, for Christmas, we took pretty much every dime I had uh, to just go away for a couple of days in the mountains of North Carolina. Murphy, North Carolina is beautiful, just absolutely beautiful. I've never been to something like this. So uh, we did that, wanted to bring all the kids there. Um, I've got my oldest daughter and her husband came down from New Jersey. Uh, and I don't, I, you know, I don't know how a Southern girl gets up to New Jersey, but she came down from New Jersey. Um, we've got another daughter who gets married in March. Um, don't know about the other kids. They have, I guess, boyfriend, girlfriend stuff and so we'll see where that goes too. But uh, the family is growing, and um, and it was nice to just go get away, uh, even though I was still doing work. I get up there. I tried to call and see, hey, what is your internet bandwidth? And we were running down on a time because all the dates were closing. So I had to do it anyway. They said they had internet. I go up there. There's satellite internet. It's almost like going back to dial-up. Not quite, but it's almost like that. It was like two megabits a second. It was ridiculous. So my posting took three or four times what it normally takes. That was the first thing off the website. There was enough bandwidth where I could do radio. So I was on the radio last week on Red State Talk Radio. Because you don't need a lot for to do the radio. But you do for the video. And I wasn't going to put out something that uh, I knew was just going to look awful and the, the people watching were just going to complain about it, shut it off. There was just no need in that. So I had the player up, just so you guys know. And I know some of you asked about me. Thank you for your concern. We're, we're just fine, but thank you for your concern. And uh, appreciate some of the comments that Bradley passed along. Um, this is one of the highlights of my day because I don't get to interact with a lot of people. So a lot of you guys who are in the chat, uh, it's kind of just refreshing to, to have people there who are listening and uh, who respond. Sometimes I get to see that, sometimes I don't. So I appreciate you guys very much. I wanted to say thank you uh, to those who are asking about our well-being. We're fine. We just, you know, it's one of those technology things that I don't have any control over. And in doing so, I came back, I set up my camera, I set up the microphone, I set up the board again because I took all this stuff with me because I have to have it to do the show. And I put everything in, and the one thing I forgot was to plug the cord into the microphone. So that's why at the first of the show, there's no audio. <laughs> Dummy me. Did everything else, wiped everything off because it was a little dusty and forgot to plug it in. So that's where we're at. All right, that's all out of the way. You know my story. I'm sticking to it. <laughs> but it's good to be back home as well. All right, guys. Um, there's something that, you know, it really bothers me. Um yeah. Well, that that's the funny thing. And just uh let me let me say this cuz Matthew's asking. You were in the mountains and all they ha- really have is satellite, no cable. That's true. And um you would think with the expense they go to in putting these really nice single lane roads, I don't know why they put single lane roads going up to this house. There's like four of them in a gated community. And the expense they go to the house, they would get something that works. And you would think with the data transmission of satellite television, they would equal that with internet. You would think, right? 
um, on the satellite, but they don't. Anyway, uh, not to get sidetracked. I have seen and read and heard from a lot of people regarding being depressed, being disillusioned. In some cases, they're self-deceived. Okay, I'm, I'm just going to tell you, in some cases, they're just self-deceived. And they're that because Joe Biden is in the People's White House, China Joe. And Donald Trump is not. And some people are under such a delusion that they actually think there are arrests being made at the, at the Capitol, at the Congress, in the Congress. One lady who is on a particular site... Um, she has written three or four stories that Congress people are being arrested. It's I call it hopium, hope porn. It's giving people hope when there is no hope about things like that. At least not right now. It is false prophesying for a, for a lack of a better term. It is lying. It's out and outright lying. And I read you the the portion from Josephus where even the false prophets up until the day. The Romans seized Jerusalem. They were saying God was going to deliver them. On the other side of the hopium are all the depressed people. All the people who think everything's just over. It's done. It's finished. I'm weary. I'm tired. I get that. Bradley and I get that a lot. My friend Bill tells me that I'm the busiest man he knows. I literally go from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. Unless I have to have a nap, my body just is worn out that I can't do it. I know what it is to be tired. I know what it is to be weary of hearing stupid things, of seeing criminal acts done and nobody bringing justice. I know what that is. I know what that's like. And I've got a friend. We um, carry some of her articles at sonsoflibertymedia.com. She's a great investigative journalist. She really is. And um, here was something she wrote over the weekend. There is no doubt that we are all experiencing some of the most trying times in our lives right now. Emotions are high and swinging like a pendulum and hope, or from hope to anger, with a little bit of everything in between. Confusion, frustration, depression have set in for many, while others continue to battle on despite their exhaustion. See, this is the, let me tell you something. This is the difference in the people in Donald Trump. I'm just going to tell you that. Donald Trump came to us and told us he left everything on the field, didn't he? When he was leaving office, he didn't leave everything on the field. He left nothing, he left everything on the field. That's why you have Joe Biden in the White House. That's why you have Kamala Harris as the vice president. That's why you have all of these criminal retreads going right back into the people's White House. He left it all on the field. Now, you may not like that, but that is the reality. That's the reality. And some of you are fussing because Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are looking for legislation It'll be pretended legislation, it's not constitutional, that will make it legal to murder the unborn. Not a Supreme Court ruling. You're mad about that while your guy, the guy you supported, was giving over $100 million more every year to Planned Parenthood than Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. Now, I'm not wanting to get off on all these little particulars there. I do want to bring you a real message of hope. 
Okay? My friend here, she writes, Many like myself have been researching and exposing corruption at the highest levels. Darn near 24-7. For years, it felt much like running a marathon. Racing to expose as much as possible so people were equipped with the knowledge they needed to make the best choices for themselves, their families, and the greater good. It was like being on an adrenaline sugar high with a drastic crash. And though it sometimes feels as though we failed at this mission, nothing could be further from the truth. That's right, we're supposed to expose evil. We're not to embrace it, we're to expose it, Ephesians 5.11. This is only the beginning. That said, it's important to take some time to recalibrate as different paths lay before us, and we need to be fully fueled for this next journey. A lot of people feel lost and aren't quite sure what to do moving forward, how to fight back, where to live, what choices to make for their families as new legislation is stacking the shelves in an unlawful dictatorship, and how to discern fact from fiction while misinformation pours out like psychopaths on crack cocaine. Now, what's interesting is I didn't hear any of this unconstitutional um, legislation from an unlawful dictatorship during Trump. There was some of it in there, though. There there was a lot of it in there, okay? So what do you do with situations like this? What do you do with it? Well, first of all, let's understand something. There are many of you out there that for four years, you touted the phrase that like this. You said, God put Donald Trump in the White House. God put Donald Trump in the White House. I'm reading a a comment here that says, didn't Donald Trump expose all the evil in government and media, and didn't he make Jerusalem capital of Israel again? I don't know what that has to do with anything. But, yeah, he exposed it, but his job is to make sure the law is enforced against it, Article 2, Section 3. That's what he failed to do. If you just expose the corruption, but you don't bring any justice against it, you might as well just left it covered up. Now you weary the people because they know They know there's criminal activity going on, and you're the guy who is charged. You put your hand on the Bible, you stuck your hand up to God, and you took an oath before God and the people, and you said, I'm going to uphold the Constitution, which is Article 2, Section 3, which is my job. Instead, he went after money. He went after the economy. He went after your money. He gave away nearly $10 trillion of your money. Put you in debt for years to come. Violated the Constitution in many respects. It does nothing to expose corruption and criminal activity if you're not going to bring justice against it. It's like me coming out and saying, hey, I murdered 10 people and um, I stole $50,000 from my employer and I did all this stuff. um, And then just walking away and nobody doing anything. How how many people would would be frustrated if I gave evidence to that and I testified to that? They would be frustrated. And yet, that's what we saw on a daily basis. Constant exposing of corruption. And it's a way to wear you down. That's what it is. Read Revelation 13 and you'll see where the beast there wore down the people. Wore them down, made them weary. Overcame them that way. But some of you said, for four years, God put Donald Trump in the White House. And when I would remind some of you 
that he also put the usurper Barack Hussein Obama in the White House too. You'd go, no, 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 that was that was me undoing that. Let's try to be consistent here, uh, Rick Warrens of the world. And I'd say that there's a background to that. Rick Warren was asked about hurricanes. You know, the Bible tells us that God establishes the line for where the where the shore is, where the waters go, and they won't go any further unless he wants them to go. Not a sparrow falls to the ground apart from his decree. And yet Rick Warren had the opportunity to talk about the awesome God who made all things and is in control of all things. And he went on national television and he says, the hurricane that came in here, I think it was down in Louisiana at the time, he said, it was because of man's free will. He was just sinful. I'm like, what in the world Bible are you reading? By the way, it reminds me of a, of a quote. When a church changes biblical truth and standards to match current culture, they're no longer following the Bible. They're following the lost. They're not leading to the truth. They're leading to lies. And part of the, part of the lie is, is that man has this free will, that he, just, he can just do whatever he wants. Well, no, he can't. You can't fly to the moon if you don't have ability to go there. You can't just jump off the ground and go to the moon. You don't have free will to do that. And your will is always directed by whatever you want and desire most. And that's why we need the Holy Spirit to change us, to give us a new birth, in order that our will might be changed, that we want to do what God has commanded. See, that's, that's the power of the gospel. The gospel is not a fire insurance thing that gets you out of hell. It is a thing that transforms you. It changes you at your core. And so that's why I, I make reference to Rick Warren in the way that, that I did there. Now, there's a couple of things. God does set up kings, and he does take down kings. The Bible's clear about that. In fact, when we go back into the Old Testament, and we see God bring the people out of Egypt, when he gives his law there in Exodus 20, what does he say? I am the Lord your God who brought you out of Egypt, out of the house of bondage. You shall have no other gods before me. No other gods before me. And you don't make any carved images to him. A likeness of anything that is in heaven above, that is in the earth beneath, or is in the water beneath. For I, the Lord your God, am a jealous God visiting the iniquities of the fathers upon the children to the third and fourth generations, those who hate me, but showing mercy to thousands of those who love me and keep my commandments. And then he says, don't take the name of the Lord your God in vain, for the Lord will not hold him guiltless who takes his name in vain. There's a lot of Christians bearing the name of Christ in vain. It's not GD. That's not what... Bear, taking the name. God is a title anyway. It's not even his name. It's a title of who he is. But they bear the name of Christ and they live like the devil. And a lot of these living like the devil Christians were upset that their idol did not get back in to the White House. Now, do I think Joe Biden's a bad guy? Yeah. I really do. But the same God that put the usurper Barack Hussein Obama Satorsa Barka in office is the same God who put Donald Trump in office, 
He's the same guy who has made sure that Joe Biden is in office. Same God. Because if these people are just doing things out from under the control and decree of God, then God is not sovereign. And he shouldn't be worshipped. But he should. But he should. He should be worshipped because he is God. And he is in control of all things. And there's nothing that happens apart from his decree. Nothing. So, what are we to do about this situation? What are people to do who are depressed? You're looking forward. You see the things that I, on a Saturday's show. I talked about uh, China Joe's gun agenda. I know some of you didn't catch that, but I talked about his gun agenda. If you want to go back and catch that, you can catch that on SonsOfLibertyMedia.com. The video's there. I did record the video. It only took like 13 hours to upload it, but that's there. The podcast is there, and all of the... Uh, all the information that I had is up there, too. You can check that out. Yeah, they're going to come for our guns. And here's the thing. If we, haven't, if we have not determined who is our God and who is in control and who's on the throne, you know what you're going to do? You're going to pass those things right over. I don't care how big and tough you talk. When they come with the armed guys to come get your guns, you're going to turn them over. Some of you have already been submitting to the mask mandates. If you'll submit to a mask mandate, come on. It'll be nothing for you to turn a gun over. You won't even take a stand against wearing the face diaper. This is why, and I'm not, I'm not chastising you. I'm telling you, you need to make up your mind who you're going to serve. Are you going to serve the beast or are you going to serve the Lord? Who are you going to serve? Referencing back to the Old Testament, which was fulfilled in the New Testament under the Christ. And we read the fulfillments in the New Testament from Psalm 2. Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh. Yeah, and we can laugh with him. Because he is on the throne. Nothing gets by him. These fools that want to break a band, part the bands and tear up the, 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 the commands of God and install their own morality, which is immorality, they're fools for their pains for doing it. And the Bible says, He shall speak unto them in his wrath and vex them in his sore displeasure, yet have I set my king upon my holy hill of Zion. I will declare the decree the Lord has said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Now listen, folks. In the first century, the Jews and the Romans wanted to kill Jesus. They wanted to kill his disciples. And they succeeded in a lot of those, and with a lot of those men. Jesus gave himself for the sins of the world. The disciples gave their lives to pro promulgate that gospel of the Savior. And yet, who was in control? Was Caesar in control? Was Herod in control? Was Pilate in control? And you remember, Pilate says, I have authority to put you to death or to release you. And Jesus goes, dude, you don't have any authority unless my daddy gave it to you. Any authority that's on this earth comes from God. Now, can it be used for bad? Yep, there can be wicked men. We can go all throughout the scripture where wicked men 
did what they did. I've read to you from Samuel, when the people had God as their king, and they recognized God as their king, and they just had his law to abide by, what did they do? They were the freest people there were. But here's the thing. When they said, we want a king like the nations around us, God says, you're asking for trouble because you've rejected me. Remember that little discussion that Samuel said, the people, they're wanting all this. Lord, what, what do I do? Give them what they want, Sam. Give them what they want because they're not rejecting you. They're rejecting me. Now, let me give you a couple of scripture references here for where we are in our time in the United States. Proverbs 29.2. Many of you are familiar with this. When the righteous increase, the people rejoice. They rejoice. But when a wicked man rules, people groan. Some of you are already groaning. Two weeks into a Biden administration, you're already groaning. Because you see the lawlessness with which he's engaged. Psalm 125.3, For the scepter of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous. There's some real hope. Not Q kind of hope. That's some real hope right there. For the scepter of the wickedness of wickedness shall not rest upon the land of the righteous, so that the righteous will not put forth their hands to do wrong. And this is the warning to the Biden administration. Isaiah 10, 1. Woe to those who enact evil statutes, like trying to legalize what is unlawful, the murder of the unborn, the dismemberment of little innocent humans, the beheading of them in their mother's womb. These are the kind of wicked people that we're dealing with. They enact evil statutes and to those who constantly record unjust decisions. Isaiah 10, 1. Isaiah 1, 23. Your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. How have we not seen that from this guy here who's in the office? Better yet, how have we not seen it in the guy who was previously there? Some of you still don't see how he robbed you blind. The greatest transfer of wealth did not come from Barack Hussein Obama, Satoru Sabarka. I know he talked about wealth redistribution. He came under Donald Trump. That convid bill that they signed last year, about a month from now, be a year from now, That was the biggest transfer of wealth this country's ever seen in one shot. Well, that was the Democrats, Tim. No, no, no. Read your Constitution. Donald Trump could have vetoed that. He didn't. He signed on to it. Then he went for convid relief number two. And he wanted to give more money, $2,000 to the people and... All his business buddies and everybody, bankers and all these other people, just like the first one. Your rulers are rebels and companions of thieves. Everyone loves a bribe and chases after rewards. They do not defend the orphan, nor does the widow's plea come before them. In fact, they're out to take kids without any kind of consent and vaccinate them. 
They are taking people out of their homes through child protective services, and they're either being abused, they're being sold off, they're disappearing by the thousands in America. And what is what is the American church doing? Oh, she's building bigger buildings that she isn't even going in. Do you know that when we came down the mountain, there were all these little churches. One of the churches we went by, I, I bet the whole building was as big as my dining room here. Like 13 by 17 or something. It's And as we were leaving yesterday, we were coming through at church time, we were traveling at that time, there was one church that had people at it. One. And the rest of them said, public worship has been canceled due to the corona. Let me tell you something. You can't be faithful enough to trust God to care for you. The one who says in Psalm 91, if you hide yourself in him, he'll protect you even from the perilous pestilence. You can't trust him enough to go meet with the people of God, which he commands you to do. And you think you're going to stand against tyranny? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. You got another thing coming. You need a serious dose of repentance. The Lord enters into judgment and the elders and princes of his people. If it is you who have devoured the vineyard, the plunder of the poor is in your houses. How many of you guys remember all Donald Trump's Christian buddies who were getting your money? Jay Seculo and his, uh, his um, law firm getting grants, your dime. Paula White getting money on your dime from Donald Trump. You weren't upset then, though, were you? No, Trump's our guy. He's the one. He's God's man. While he was robbing you blind. So, what are we to do with all this? You say, Tim, that's all the bad stuff. It's, you, you talk about the bad stuff, all that. Yeah, I do. Because part of a thing is going back to what we said before. Ephesians 5.11. You expose the evil and the wickedness. But see, you've got to get your mind straight. Both men, whether they were Trump or whether they're Biden, were installed into their office, not by the people. The people were just the means to install them. They were installed there by the Creator. Now, why is that? Well, John Calvin says, when God wants to judge a nation, He sends them wicked rulers. Read your Old Testament. See how the rulers continuously got more wicked and more wicked and more wicked. They continually disregarded the law of God. They didn't read it. They didn't know it. They didn't want to know it. And they did what was right in their own eyes. And the people followed them and did what was right in their eyes. By the way, the kings were supposed to write down a copy of the law. They were to write it with their own hand. And they were to keep it there and they were to read it and they were to know it. So they knew how to rule justly. They were in the place of God. Not that they were God, they were the one executing the laws of God. So what are people to do? Are you to be depressed? No, you're not to be depressed. Are you to be discouraged? A favorite passage I always quote to myself, Why so downcast, O my soul? Put your hope in God. I used to do that with my wife too, because sometimes she would get discouraged over things, she had a bad day, and I'd just whisper that in her ear. Preach it to yourself. In fact, before you preach to anybody, you better be preaching to yourself. Encourage yourself with the Scriptures. Hey, look. Joe Biden's going to be here for a short time. 
Donald Trump was here for a short time. Obama was here for a short time. One out of one people die, and then that's the judgment, baby. That's the judgment. Those men have coming to them what they have coming. But let me tell you something. The Lord shall reign forever and forever. The Lord is king forever and ever. Nations have perished from his land. Remember when he brought Israel in, he he brought them out of Egypt and he brought them to the promised land and he laid out his law. For those of you who say the law doesn't apply to all, you know, everybody outside of Israel, that's nonsense. You go back and you read when he said, I'm going to bring you in this land. He says, I'm driving the nations out from before you because they were engaged in the things I'm telling you not to do in the law. You see, he drives out the nations. He's the one who brings in judgment. And he's bringing judgment on America. There's no doubt. You cannot read Deuteronomy 28. You cannot read Leviticus 26. I don't think you can read the book of Revelation and not see God's hand of judgment. I just, I don't think that you can do that. And I had a lady argue with me because she was a Trumpite and she goes, God is blessing us. I'm like, you know what? Our blessings have become a curse. Our stuff, our leisure and everything has become a curse. And you go, well, Tim, didn't you just take time with your friend? Yeah, I was working the whole time. But I got some time with my family, yeah. But what I'm talking about is this constant leisure. This constant, I mean, you go back and you read what Sodom and Gomorrah were doing. It wasn't just the sodomy. You can go into Ezekiel and you can see they didn't, um, they weren't hospitable. They were filled with leisure. You know, the idle hands or the devil's workshop kind of thing. Well, that's how they got into sodomy. There's all kinds of sins that abounded in Sodom and Gomorrah. And America has done the same thing. And you know what? It's the very testimony of what we talk about on Wednesdays. Because on Wednesdays, what do we read? Deuteronomy 6. The law of God is to be in our hearts, and we're to teach it diligently to our children. And why is that? I didn't pull this up. Um, but... Verses 1 through 10, <coughs> excuse me, verses 1 through 10 that tell us that we're to do this with our children, okay? Uh, excuse me, 1 through 9. And verse 10 says this, And it shall be when the Lord thy God shall have brought thee into the land which he swore unto thy fathers, to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob, to give thee great and goodly cities, which thou buildest not, and houses full of good things, which thou fillest not, wells digged, which thou diggest not, vineyards and olive trees, which thou plantest not. When thou shalt have eaten and be full, then beware, lest thou forget the Lord, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. Thou shalt fear the Lord thy God, and serve him, and shalt swear by his name. You shall not go after other gods, of the gods of the people which are round about you. For the Lord thy God is a jealous God among you, lest the anger of the Lord thy God be kindled against thee, and destroy thee from off the face of the earth. And he goes on from there. Why were they to teach the children that? Why were they to be reminded of that daily? 
by posting it on the doorposts of their houses, by wearing it on their hands, the phylacteries, they would put the scripture there on their hands, put it as frontlets between your eyes, put it in your mind. And the hand thing was what, with what you do. Like Ecclesiastes says, whatever you find to do, do it with all your might. Why were they to do that? So they wouldn't forget that God gave them what they have. And America has forgotten that God has given us what we have. We've forgotten that all we are and what we have has come from the hand of God, including the judgments when we forget him. And how many of you guys had moms or dads and you did something wrong at home? Now, my mom and dad, if I did, and I was the only child, so I couldn't say if they said, hey, who broke this or who did that? I couldn't really point at somebody else because, well, I was the only one there. And they would always say, Timmy, go outside and get me a hickory switch. Any of you guys ever had that happen? Go get me a hickory switch. And me being the smart aleck that I was, I went out there and I got like a little thing, like three or four inches long, to where it would just fit in their hand. And that just made it worse. Because they would go get one that had some whip to it. And they would sting my legs with those things. And it was to correct me because they loved me. They didn't want me growing up to be a degenerate and someone who dishonored them and dishonored God. And so they would discipline me they would chastise me because they love me. They love me. And today we have parents who don't love their kids. They say they love their kids, but they don't discipline them. My goodness, you go into a Walmart sometimes and you see a kid dragging their parents. They're falling all over the floor. And the parents looking around like, you are so embarrassing me. And sometimes the parents say just the awfulest thing to their kids. We used to have them come up with our kids, and they would go, I don't know how you do it. I've just got one, and I just can't handle it. He's just this, that, and the other, and I'm just kind of like, lady, your kid's right there. Well, God disciplines those he loves. Therefore, he tells us in the book of Revelation, be zealous and repent. Receive that correction as a means of grace to repent of sin. You know, a lot of people quote Chronicles and they say, hey, you know, we should uh, cry out to God and he'll heal our land. But they leave out that little part about departing from wickedness, don't they? They love their wickedness. They keep the veil of holiness on, of righteousness. They keep that veil on. And under that veil, they're filthy and dirty. Let's look at something else. The Bible tells us God reigns over the nations, Psalm 47, 8. He sits on his holy throne. Do you think for one minute, people, that God got off his throne because Joe Biden went in the White House? Do you think that? Some of you act like that. Some of you talk like that. No, he didn't get off his throne. He didn't give it up to anybody any more than he gave it up to anybody else in the past. 
The Lord reigns, Psalm 93, 1. He reigns, he's clothed with majesty. The Lord is clothed and girded himself with strength. Indeed, the world is firmly established. It will not be moved. Ladies and gentlemen, like it or not, God is still on the throne, and you should like it. That should give you comfort. When wicked men are ruling, when they are in the people's White House, even if they did usurp that seat. In Psalm 145, verse 13, your kingdom, God's kingdom, is an everlasting kingdom, and your dominion endures throughout all generations. You see, it doesn't matter if it's a Republican or it's a Democrat in there. I get that there's all kinds of differences of how they do things domestically versus foreign and all this other. But the fact of the matter is they're not doing anything apart from the decree of the one who sits on the throne, whose heaven is his throne and the earth is his footstool. I've read to you time and time again, I'm not a doom and gloomer. 1 Corinthians 15 tells me that my king, that's right, my king, King Jesus, is putting all of his enemies under his feet. All of them. Well, Tim, I don't see a lot of that. Well, how about going back through history? Let me just give you a little survey of some things, okay? Let me give you a little survey of how he's doing that. How many guys started off in the first century as Christians, as believers of the way? How many people? Now, this is the Son of God. We know he had 12 disciples. One of them even abandoned him. He betrayed him. And then on the day of Pentecost, we have a little over 100. And on the day of Pentecost, as they go out and they begin to preach with other tongues and people heard it, heard the message they had glorifying God in their own language, several thousand became believers too. And then we know that Paul, there was the diaspora that happened shortly after that. And the believers were driven out of Israel. And they went all throughout the world. And Paul tells us in the book of Acts, all you guys who are saying, oh, you know, Jesus can't come back to the, the gospel is preached to all the ends of the earth. Read Paul in the book of Acts. He says, it's been preached to every creature under heaven. I mean, that's what he said. And he's inspired by the Holy Spirit. And they go out. And then Paul is going. And he's establishing churches in other areas and other countries. And setting up elders in there and setting up deacons in there so that they can function. Okay? That's first century. That was just in the first century. Okay? Fast forward. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has spread across the, the world. It's spread across the world. Some have been tremendously blessed, like we have here, because of our foundations. What makes America great? Honoring God, glorifying Him in all that we say and do. That's what makes America great. Not money, not jobs, not economy. All of that stuff should be the, the fruit of doing the first thing. That's what will make America great again. Go back and look at our foundations. And I'm not talking about Constitution. I'm talking about two or three hundred years before that and what was established. That's what made America great. What else? We can see that the church has been established in virtually every country on the planet. 
And God is either subduing people in one of two ways. He is either bringing them to the cross of Christ and repentance and faith in the Lord Jesus and being reconciled back into God, or he's destroying them. The same grace and the same gospel message that goes forth that brings mercy to the person, that brings grace to them, that reaches out and saves them, that gives them a new birth. That same gospel to those who are hard-hearted just makes them harder, their hearts harder. Look at what God did with Pharaoh. He even said he was going to do it before Moses stepped foot in Egypt to tell Pharaoh to let the people go. See, God's in control even of that. You say, well, why would, why would he harden Pharaoh's heart? And some people say, well, Pharaoh hardened his own heart. Yeah, but go back and read. Before Pharaoh had a chance to harden his heart to the message, God had said, I'm going to harden his heart, Moses. Just be faithful in doing what I'm telling you to do. And why did he do that? Well, the Bible tells us that he was showing himself as superior not only over the Pharaoh who claimed to be God, but over the gods of Egypt in the plagues that he sent. He wanted it to be clear who was God, who was the real ruler, who was the real king. That's what he wanted. We're told in Psalm 145, verse 13, your kingdom is an everlasting kingdom. Your dominion endures through all generations. My friend, are you depressed that Joe Biden's in the White House? Are you depressed that Donald Trump is not there? Let me give you just an example of why you shouldn't be depressed over either. Not just because God's still on the throne. But look at what's happening now. Even with Trump leaving office, he goes and sets up the office of the former president. (laughs) Got to stay out there some way and make that money. Sell those trinkets just like Rome did. At your expense, making merchandise of you. It's not like he didn't have four years of getting to do that. He's still doing it. And many people praise him for it. When has God done that to you? When has God done that to you? When has he made merchandise of you? You know, he told Israel, he says, I found you wallowing in your own blood, and I cleaned you off, and I made you a son. I fed you. I gave you water to drink. I protected you from your enemies. Hmm. That's the God we're talking about. And he's a God of justice. We talk about that a lot here on the Sons of Liberty. Justice is what guards our liberty. If we're losing liberty, it's because we're not bringing justice. And I know a lot of people, look, a lot of Trump supporters wanted justice. Rightly so. You had your eyes fixed on the right thing as far as justice. The problem was you were willing to let a guy get away with not bringing justice with actually doing lawlessness in many cases because he was your guy. He had your political jersey on. And we've got to get away from that. Again, I say it again. Founding Father John Adams, second president of the United States, he said it was a great evil, this two-party system. It's not an American system. It is a great evil. A great evil. And look at what it's doing to our country. It's balkanizing the people. Are you a Democrat? Oh, I can't trust a Democrat. Are you a Republican? I can't trust the Republicans. 
you guys are domestic terrorists. No, you're socialists. No, you're communists. This is how we get to. This is what we get. We, we battle against one another instead of uniting under the same king and his law. And again, I've told you before, I don't believe in union just for the union's sake. I was listening to a preacher last night, and he was great in pointing out that uh, America, for a long time, has been under a forced union since the time of Abraham Lincoln. You wonder why I call him a tyrant? Because that's why. He was forcing the people into something he didn't even believe, and he wanted to preserve the union. Folks, (laughs) our forefathers seceded from Britain. You know what I mean? We still have the option to secede, and that's going to end up coming one way or the other. It may end up being bloody like the first one, but that is the right of the people to do so. We are in a wicked situation here. And it can't tolerate much more of this silliness, this sinfulness, this lawlessness that we're experiencing out of D.C. and even out of some states. It can't tolerate it. It can't bear it. It's going to fall under its own weight. It just is. It's the natural progression of things when you get to where you're just going to print money out of thin air, where you're just going to go into debt and keep going into debt and never pay any of it off. We're going to promise people everything in order to maintain your power. Guess what? Those people doing that, they're going to lose their power and they're going to lose their lives. Because you look in history, when people treat, when tyrants treated other people like that, what happened? When the people finally realized what was going on and they had had enough, and I mean, they really had enough, their bellies were growling and everything else, they went and dealt with those people and they didn't give them long to breathe. I'm not advocating for it. I'm just saying that's what happens. Look at history. You say, well, what's your message, Tim? My message is, quit getting your eyes on the man. Quit getting your eyes on the solution to America's problems are political. Look, no doubt the Old Testament is full of politics. Every time the prophet goes out, he deals with a spiritual issue that has political implications. Because politics is our religion externalized. That's what it is. So if you're willing to let your guy who's got your political jersey on violate the Constitution while you point the finger at one, you're a hypocrite, and two, you're part of the problem. You're part of the problem. So who are we to look to? We're to look to the author and the finisher of our faith, the Lord Jesus Christ. You know, Bradley had an article out the other day, and it was titled, What Are They Feeding Upon?, Ask yourself, today, what will you read? What will you watch? What will you listen to? Are you feeding upon those things that will give you a proper worldview to understand that the invisible king, who rules over all things, is on his throne, his kingdom is forever, it endures forever, throughout the generations, and he rules and reigns in the affairs of men. Does it help you do that? Or does it help you to wring your hands and worrying about what Biden's going to do today? Or what he's going to do next week? What are you feeding upon there? Because that will make the difference in what your worldview is. That will make a difference in whether you get up determined 
to obey God, to give him glory. And that means to give him weight. You can tell people you're a Christian all day long, but you know how they know it? Because you live it. If you don't live it, they don't see it. And they don't believe that you believe it. They don't. Because you'll say you believe it, and you don't live like you believe it. This is what we have to do. I'm going to leave you with a couple of uh, closing scriptures. Because that's where I want your focus to be. Joe Biden's kingdom is not for, or his dominion (laughs) is not forever and ever. He may not even make it six months. Who knows? Donald Trump's wasn't either. Nor will any other president or any king in the world or any prime minister. It's not going to last forever. Every one of them are men just like we are, and they'll answer to the same king and the same judge one day. But until then, at least in this country, we are the government, and we are to hold those people justly to the law under King Jesus, the one and only king. Now, with that said, because we're coming up on the end of the show, and um, here's some things I want to leave to leave with you. Here was Nebuchadnezzar after God taught him a lesson that he was not the one in control, but God was. He said, I make a decree that in all dominion of my kingdom, men are to fear and tremble before the God of Daniel, for he is the living God and endures forever, and his kingdom is one which will not be destroyed, and his dominion will be forever. To him be dominion forever and ever. Amen. First Peter 5.11 And to conclude, Now to the king eternal, immortal, invisible, the only God, be honor and glory forever and forever. And everybody said, Amen. I hope I hope today's show is helpful. I know a lot of people don't like it when you just get into this, and some people are very encouraged by it. I want you to be encouraged. I don't want you to face with a doom and gloom. And uh, you do that today. 23 hours back with you. See ya. <laughs>